Andrew's Daily Five. Five. Maybe it's me. Maybe I bore you. Join me and Jonathan as we take groups of five songs and figure out where do they rank. Let's rock and roll. Okay, welcome back, everyone, to episode three with Where Do They Rank with Jonathan. How are you today, sir? Doing well, Andrew. Hope you are. I'm doing good. I'm excited for five more songs. Uh, I gave you a wacky group today, um, and uh, I'm excited to see kind of what your thoughts were on them. Um, But I really enjoyed the first two episodes. That was a lot of fun. This is our second recording session, so we did those first two on the same day. And uh, so we've got, uh, we're going to do two more today and and looking forward to to hearing some rankings and hearing some thoughts on some music that neither of us have heard. So he has not heard any of these songs before I gave them to him and vice versa. So let's get it started and find out where do they rank. I'm going to start with my five songs. So I'll start with my number five of the five that I gave him. And that is a song called A Hard Road by John Mayle and the Blues Breakers. This is an older song. This is from 1967. Uh, It features Peter Green on lead guitar and John McVie on bass. Now, if those names don't mean anything to you, they were actually the original me- uh, founding members of Fleetwood Mac the following year. So John Mayall had a habit of bringing in all-star musicians, recording with them, and then they'd go off and do bigger and better things. So Eric Clapton was with John Mayall and the Blues Breakers, I think, in 1966. Um, so anyway, this is their album called A Hard Road from 1967, and I'm going to play the title track entitled A Hard Road. Let's take a quick listen, and then we'll chat about it. There's a hard road. Uh, some, without telling me, you know, where you rank it, uh, what'd you think, real quick? Well, initially when I heard it, I, I love the blues sound. Obviously, I mean, the guitar solo is pretty cool. 
Um, uh, I love the piano uh, in the background. Vocally, I think the guy almost sounds a little bit like Sting. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he does kind of. So I, th- I thought that I thought that was was kind of interesting. Uh, you mentioned Eric Clapton, and, and while I don't think uh, you said he was currently in this particular um, song, it just sounds like a something that he would have been a part of with his style of music, at least from his early work. So um, the, it, it's definitely definitely a cool song. Appreciate you sharing it. Cool. Yeah, he he had left by then, but I believe it's John Mayo on the vocals. I could be wrong. It, it also has Peter Green listed as vocals, but he might be doing the background. Uh, the notes that I made on this song, I really love the blues instrumentation. I love the blues, so I'll probably throw a, lot, a bunch of blues songs at you. I really, really like the piano, which the piano is John Mayo. Um, I didn't really like the singing, though. I felt like the falsetto was a little unnecessary. I'm okay with some falsetto at times, but I I typically prefer my men to be manly, and uh, I didn't quite see the reason for him singing so yeah. high. It, it's not that it wasn't good. I mean, he's got a great voice, but um, anyway, so that was my number five. That could be some foreshadowing to another episode with one of my songs that I sent you. Ooh. Okay, we will find out tomorrow then. Um, all right, moving on to my number four. My number four of the songs that I sent him was Steel and Glass by John Lennon. Now, John Lennon, obviously, was with the Beatles and they broke up in 1970 or maybe it was 69 and uh, yeah it was 69 is what I think they officially broke up and then they released an album in 70 that was had already been recorded so John Lennon had recorded a few solo albums uh, prior to this album the name of this album is Walls and Bridges from 1974 and the song I chose was Steel and Glass it's actually a song that I didn't really know very well I'm very familiar with his first two or three solo albums but I was not as familiar with this album so let's take a listen to Steel and Glass and, uh, and see what we think here it is Okay, um, so Steel and Glass, uh, the, the, thing, the notes I made on this song, I wasn't exactly sure what he's talking about. I didn't delve into the lyrics very deeply or anything, but I really did like the strings and the horns arrangement that he mixed with the bass and the drums. I really thought that was good. Uh, one thing I noted while I was listening to this song is that to me it sounded a lot like the rhythm and the chord structure of his 1971 song, How Do You Sleep, which is a song that he actually wrote as an attack on Paul McCartney after they'd broken up. Um, and when I went to the Wikipedia page just now, I realized that that was, our, that was mentioned by other people as well. So that made me feel a little bit better about my ability to recognize things that were similar. So in an, in an interview at a Detroit radio station in 1974, he admitted that he reused certain licks from certain songs. And in response to an interviewer bringing up the similarity of this song to the How Do You Sleep song, John Lennon sort of admitted that, yes, it, it sounded very similar. So if anyone knows 
that song, that might ring a bell there. Um, had, did you listen to much John Lennon, or had, I guess you, you did, had you listened to much of his solo stuff? Uh, not much of his solo stuff. Obviously, people know him from the Beatles. Uh, maybe you know, maybe some of the chords he had to reuse. He got writer's block from uh, having to deal with Yoko so much. You know, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but not. I mean, his it, it, classic sound, typical uh, Beatles sound. John Lennon vocally. I mean, just it it, it has that that feel to it. Um, anybody who's listened to any of his songs that he composed himself and took lead on uh, during any of the Beatles times together, him being solo does not sound too far off from what they sounded like, and uh, which means it's good stuff. I mean, it's classic stuff, um, and uh, and I may you and I may have talked at some point, but I feel like his his tragic death, knowing what happened to him. Uh, when you go back and listen to songs that maybe you've never heard of by him, almost bring up a different type of meaning or feeling when you listen to him and then know that he uh, he tragically passed away in the way that he did. So uh, a lot of soul and a lot of heart uh, and messages, hidden messages from John Lennon. Agree. Yeah, I think that's well said. Cool. All right. So the first song was 67. The second song was 74. We're going to go a little bit more forward in time. My third song my third ranked song of the five I gave him was a song by John Mellencamp, and this is a song called When Jesus Left Birmingham. This is off of the album Human Wheels from 1993, and uh, John Mellencamp, it was his 12th album, so he'd been recording music for a long time. Um, so let me play a quick clip of When Jesus Left Birmingham. Birmingham. Now, I uh, spent a lot of my life in Birmingham, and when I left Birmingham, nobody wrote a song about me, but uh, you know. <laughs> when that's, Andrew that's... left Birmingham, they didn't write that? <laughs> they didn't write that song. Um, you know, I didn't, I, I like John Mellencamp. I've listened to, uh, you know, his greatest hits. Uh, this actually was on his greatest hits, so that's, I just, I thought the title was cool. Um, and um, so I, I was not familiar with the song, to be completely honest, but I thought it'd be a fun one. And it fit with the theme of the of the songs that I gave you, which I, I, I'm guessing maybe you'd be able, be able to figure out. But um, the thing that I loved about this song was the beat and the bass line. I thought it was just a really fun song to listen to. Um, I was really a little unclear on the meaning of the song. I, I thought, possibly it's related to civil rights you know Birmingham's a hotbed of civil rights issues um, but I, then I looked on the on the Wikipedia and he said that when he wrote that song he was in Amsterdam in 1992 he was driving back at 2 a.m. from a concert that they had done in the Netherlands and he kind of f found this really seedy area of the country 
or the city, and he was just really sort of, uh, you know, depressed, I guess. He said, there's something wrong here. It's a Wednesday night at an hour when everyone's sane is asleep, and these people are just getting started. It gave you the sense that there's no bottom line anymore in anyone's behavior. So I think it had to do with a little bit of maybe civil rights and potential morality. Um, but the other thing I was going to say about this, I didn't really like, at the, at the beginning, I didn't really like the female backing singer. Um, but she grew on me the more I listened to the song. And after a while, I ended up really liking the echoing vocals that they did together. And uh, I liked the interplay between the two. So had you listened to much uh, Mellencamp at all? Well, you know, the other day I was sucking on a chili dog behind the Tasty Freeze. And um, <laughs> I was, uh, you know, seeing how Jack and Diane were doing. But um, no, That's so a great one. I, I've listened. Yeah, I've listened to him uh, some. Um, he's not one of my most favorite musical artists. A lot of his songs are very, very similar. Yeah. Um, uh, but I tell you, just for this song in particular, without diving into too much commentary before we get there, uh, I really love the uh, the fiddle play on the intro part of this song. And and uh, yes, since we're in the South and it is Birmingham, Alabama, it is a fiddle down here and not a violin. <laughs> Well done. All right, cool. That was John. Uh, that was John Mellencamp. When Jesus left Birmingham, my number two of the five songs was "Edge of Desire" by John Mayer. So uh, John Mayer wrote this song in 2009, I believe, and is part of his Battle Studies album. And uh, just a really, really pretty song. Um, I thought that uh, that it was really, really well done as far as the guitar work and all that. Let me go ahead and play a quick clip. And then I can uh, I can share a few more thoughts before we get to my number one. So here is Edge of Desire. John Mayer, um, 
I really liked the guitar riff that he had kind of as an undercurrent to his vocals. So he had this kind of guitar thing that he was doing while singing. I thought that was really cool. And then obviously the guitar solo in, later in the song is great. I love his voice. It's it's just, he's got a great voice, uh, really pleasing to listen to. And uh, the song, you know, felt very emotionally charged to me. Um, but anyway, I like that one, the second of these five. Um, did you listen to much John Mayer? I mean, he's fairly popular, so. So I, I, I'll be honest, um, as much as I'm a sucker for the sappy stuff, uh, I haven't listened uh, to much John Mayer. I mean, I know of obviously his most popular, you know, broadstream songs, but yeah. but this one I had this one I had not heard. The only thing you really think about when you think about John Mayer is the ladies. Boy, has he been with some <laughs> fine ladies in his life. And I guess if I had a chance to hang out with John Mayer, um, I would hang out with as him his just, wingman. just to see, be like, hey, who all's going to show up tonight? Because uh, <laughs> that that guy can pull some women. So uh, uh, kudos to him. And, and like you said, he does have a wonderful voice, and his rhythmic guitar is just uh, about as smooth uh, as it comes. So For sure. Okay, well, my number one, this is a wacky song, but I love this song. I've loved it for a long time, and I'm curious to hear what you think about it. It is a song called West Virginia. It is by a guy named John Linnell, and this is off of an album called State Songs from 1999. Now, John Linnell, this is a concept album. All of the songs on this album are states. So he's got a song called South Carolina. He's got a song called Pennsylvania, Arkansas, Mississippi, you name it. There's 16 songs. Um, and this one was one of my favorites, West Virginia. Um, let me play it real quick, and then I'll, I'll say a little bit about it. But um, this is 1999, John Linnell, West Virginia. West Virginia, why don't you come outside with me? West Virginia, there's something I'd like you to see. West Virginia John Linnell. 
Um, okay, I just want to say a couple things about this album. Um, the album is, this is what it says on the wiki, which I think is great. The album is surrealistic in nature, suggesting that there is another West Virginia inside of the state, that one can drive a house to Idaho, that Montana is a leg, Iowa is a witch, and Oregon chases after people. So it's not like he's singing about the history of these states. He's just using the states as a vehicle to write these wacky songs. And uh, I just, uh, this song has always kind of cracked me up. I really, really like the organ part. And I found out today that it is a, hang on, I had it. Uh, it is a carousel organ, um, which is pretty cool. Um, I like the organ part. I like the clever lyrics, especially when he rhymed certain words with West Virginia, like deep within ya and continue. Uh, the melody's catchy. It's a little unclear if the bridge section is referring maybe to plants that are indigenous to the state, like he talks about sugar maples and rhododendrons. And I don't know if that those are plants that are native to West Virginia or if he just thought the words sounded cool. Um, I assume you've never heard of John Linnell. Am I am I correct? Never had heard of him uh, up until you sent me this song. So this is why we have decided to do this little um, interesting take from each other. These uh, few episodes that we've got going is because songs like this would have never made it uh, into my ear had it not been for you. Because let's be honest, I mean, <laughs> who just you're not just riding down the road and this just pops up on the radio. I mean, this is something. Oh no, you know. So uh, definitely an interesting sound. I got some good comments on this song. Okay, cool. Now, I, I did play a slight trick on you because John Linnell is the second half of They Might Be Giants. So on Monday's episode, I played a They Might Be Giants song with the other John, his name John Flansburg, singing. So the voices are di are different. So I, I thought I could pull a fast one on you, and I'm assuming I did because they are... So John Linnell, this is one of his solo projects, but he is a primary huge part of They Might Be Giants, which we heard on Monday. So um, I assume that you had no clue, right? I mean, there was no connection made, correct? Nope. I, I mean... I, I got nothing. <laughs> yep. Okay. I didn't think you would. I didn't expect you to. You shouldn't have. But um, anyway, there's... And then the other thing that I was going to say before we get to some of your comments is that all of today's artists started with John. And I, ha I actually just went through my library and went five in a row. So they're all alphabetical. Uh, I had... Let's see. It was John, um, Len John Lennon, John Linnell, John Mayer, John Mayle, and John Mellencamp. And I just picked a song from each of them because I just thought that'd be a fun little a fun little way to go about it. So we got all John L's and M's today, and um, I'm assuming you saw that. Well, that's uh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. All right, so you heard my rankings. Just to review them real quick, I had a hard road at five, steel and glass at four, when Jesus left Birmingham at three, edge of desire at two, and West Virginia at one. Before you give me your rankings, I'm going to predict how you will rank mine. I think you put West Virginia last. My guess is that that was your least favorite. I think probably the Jesus left Birmingham is fourth, edge of desire three, steel and glass two, hard road number one. So I think you kind of went in almost the complete opposite order of what I did. Uh, so prove me wrong. What do you got? Well, I think you did an excellent job by predicting at least what was going to be my last ranked song, uh, and, <laughs> and that West Virginia by John Linnell. <laughs> Um, so initial thoughts, when he first started with the organ, I'm like, is this Smash Mouth walking on the sun? Right, I mean, right. uh, you know, might as well be walking on the sun. Um, I just got to tell you, as a vocalist myself, listening to him sing, I was just, I was not impressed at all. Like, I just, I don't know if he was trying to have it be. Oh, no, he doesn't try. No. Yeah. So <laughs> if it was more, more of like a, com like what I'm saying is I didn't know if he was trying to make it more of a comedic, like, style 
or if he, if that's just actually how he sounds. That's just how he sounds. Yeah, he's just he's got a voice that he he just he does what he does. So yeah, and it, it sounded like an amateur recording, like where the vocals are louder than the music by a lot. So it's like you know, uh, anytime anybody's recorded, maybe not you because you're a professional at all these podcasts, but uh, uh, I've been with some bands before, and you get with a bad. Uh, uh, recording studio and you get back and the, the music is uh, very very quiet and the vocalist is loud out in front and you're like where did the music go right um, and then lastly one of the main reasons why I ranked it fifth and for any West Virginians out there you can't write a song about West Virginia and not mention pepperoni rolls pepperoni <laughs> rolls is the delicacy of the state of West Virginia and if you're from West Virginia and you've listened to this podcast you know exactly what I'm talking oh, about funny so that was that was my number five ranking with West Virginia by John Linnell. So my number four ranking was When Jesus Left Birmingham by John Mellencamp. Um, obviously love the fiddle. Again, not a violin when you're down here in the south. It's a, it's a fiddle. Um, it, it, it's a typical John Mellencamp sounding song. I mean, there are a lot yep. of his songs that are very similar. Yep. Um, there wasn't really anything special that I felt about the song other than the fact that he did have a fiddle in it, and there, there's not a ton of songs, I believe. Now, again, I, I don't claim to be a John Mellencamp connoisseur of his music, but uh, I don't believe he's had a lot of songs with a fiddle in it, uh, although there may be multiple ones on this album. Um, but I thought that that was, that was the unique part of this song. Um, but just in general, Andrew, I, I've never really liked John Mellencamp's voice. I always thought it was too raspy. And he uh, he always does a little bit more like he's speaking or talking versus singing. Okay. Um, so that's that's where I put it number four. Now you can you can you can tell me why I'm wrong. And obviously you and I are different. And and it's it's really cool. It's interesting. Um, good call by the way. Uh, throwing out that all these are by John. I did not catch on to that. <laughs> uh, so obviously you don't like me because of my attention to detail, like they said uh, in. Uh, what, what was that uh, Jim Carrey movie, the Ace Ventura? It's your yeah, that's what I like about detail. you, your yeah, attention right. to detail. Yeah. Apparently, I didn't. Uh, I, I won't fall into your good graces for that because I missed that so clearly in my face, considering, too, that my name is Jonathan and a lot of people call me John for short, so I totally <laughs> missed it. And my intro song was John Legend, by the way, which is uh, also John L. So, anyway, go on. Oh, gosh, man. See, I didn't get that, you know. So, so number three for me was A Hard Road. Okay. Uh, by John Mayo and the Blues Breakers. Um, vocally, uh, it sounded like Sting to me when I started hearing it. A little bit of the falsetto. I, I definitely agree with you in terms of the falsetto sound. Um, probably was a reach for him to, to be able to hit those notes that high, so why he kind of decided to go that route, I'm not 100% sure. But again, um, some people can pull that off. Love the blues, love the piano, guitar solos, cool. Overall, it was kind of a middle-of-the-road type song for me. Um, again, folks, if you're listening, I never try to look up anything background-wise to any of the songs that Andrew presents to me. So I had no idea as to years that this was made. We all wait for that for our reveal right. uh, when him and I put these together. So I did not realize that it was that far back made. Um, ironically, though, I did have a feeling of an Eric Clapton kind of sound, which is funny because you mentioned that Clapton was a part of the Blues Breakers at one point, so I can definitely hear that in the song. But overall, a, a good song, um, but uh, it fell at number three for me. Cool. All right, moving on. Top two, baby. Here we come. Number two for me, Steel and Glass by John Lennon. Ah, okay, cool. So, 
Here's what I want you to do, uh, Andrew. I want you to play about the first 30, 45 seconds of this song, if you could. Yep, here it is. Before we move on, now I want you to play another song, uh, about 45 seconds intro, and that's Pretender by Foo Fighters. Ah, okay. Yeah, here it is. Interesting. So I don't know if you were picking up what I was putting down there, but immediately when I heard this song, I thought, this song reminds me of something that's probably closer to my age. And I immediately went to Pretender by the Foo Fighters. That intro, Yeah. I just kept seeing me singing that, you know, what if I say I'm not like the others? Right, right. Like with the with the music from John Lennon's song. So I'm not, I didn't check it to see if they're in the exact same key. Uh, or if the chords are similar in the beginning, but to me it sounded close enough to bring me back to uh, a Foo Fighter song. So I thought that was an interesting correlation I had between the two. That is cool. Yeah. Obviously, uh, typical John Lennon uh, Beatles sound. Um, the intro, however, sounds like a song, or sounds like the song itself is going to go in a different direction until the chorus kicks in and then it has a bit of a brighter sound right yeah uh, which i thought is is it's a cool little twist there because i kind of saw it being darker than it was uh but it got brighter as the song went on and then there are parts where it's got a little bit of a peter frampton kind of sound mm -hmm. you know womp 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 you know and right. it's just even though he's not singing it like through the voice box like frampton was it still has that type of uh, style guitar sound so uh, all in all, all in all, great song. Thanks for obviously sending that one because uh, that was one I had not heard, um, and I thought it was a good song. Sweet. All right, and I think the cat is out of the bag on where my last uh, or my number one <laughs> song is. Which I ranked as number two, so we both had it very high on the. Yeah. So number one, "Edge of Desire" by John Mayer, and I think I said during your breakdown of the songs that uh, you know, anytime uh, you could hang out with John Mayer, there's going to be some ladies, like a trail of ladies, like behind him, and. Uh, but uh, aside from that fact, just talking Maybe about Maybe not the, always happy ladies. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, I think he writes most <laughs> of his songs after a bad breakup, but we won't get into that. So, um, Obviously, love the sound. I'm a sucker for the sappy stuff. I know I've sent you some stuff that's kind of sappy uh, uh, at, at times. So His voice is just so smooth. The guitar playing is great. This is the one song of the five that I listen to the most. So while you give your uh, all of my songs its due diligence would probably equal plays, 
um, I have a tendency to find the one that reaches out to me the most and I listen to it the most to see if there's a real reason why I was initially attracted to it. That's cool. Um, and it's just, this This guy's just as smooth as it comes. And I actually had this song rated as the highest song to date that you've given me. Okay, well, let's get into it. Let's score the songs. Um, let's start with uh, my number five, which was A Hard Road. I gave it a 7.6 out of 10. Now, as we've determined, I'm a little bit more generous maybe than you are with my numberings. I'm going to try to be a little bit more harsh at times if I need to be, but I gave it a 7.6. So what'd you give A Hard Road? So A Hard Road was my number three, and I gave it a 5.9. Okay. Now, the one thing you told me yesterday and the day before was to be consistent. So I'm staying consistent with my That's okay. yep. with my level yep. of grading. And I'll try to be semi-consistent. Yeah. That- <laughs> yeah, but I'm just going to... If I don't like a song, I'm going to be a little harsher maybe than, than I have in the uh-huh. past. Okay, my number four was Steel and Glass. I gave that a 7.7. So what did you give Steel and Glass? Steel and Glass for me was my number two, and I gave it a 7.0. So okay. I guess I'm a little bit harder to please than you. That's okay. But a 7.0 was my number two ranking. Jesus Left Birmingham, I gave an 8.5. I'm guessing you had that probably in the fives or the fours maybe then. Yeah, that was my number four, and I gave it a 5.4. Okay. My number two was Edge of Desire by John Mayer, and I gave an 8.6. So I really like this one. Again, anything, you know, eight and above is a song I really, really like. Uh, And then nine and above would be a song that I absolutely love. So 8.6 for John Mayer. Again, like I told you, this was the, uh, the one song that I've had rated as the highest one. Um, for me, and this was an 8.3 on my scale. Wow. For you, that's like, that's like a freaking amazing score. I've never got a 12 for you. All right. (laughs) (laughs) That's a 12. All right. And then my last one was West Virginia, which was my favorite. Uh, John Linnell and his wackiness. I just love the guy. I gave it a 9.3. Wow. Okay. Well, um, you could flip my you could flip my <laughs> score around and, and it wouldn't be that high. Um, I, I gave it a three point seven, so um, it was just it was one of those songs where I listened to it three or four times and was just like, well, it's never going to be above where it's going to be for me. Um, That's okay. And, That's okay. Um, I, it's not as bad as the Ting Tings uh, with a two point five that we had yesterday uh, or the day before, I believe. But uh, yeah, this one was this one was a three point seven for me. So that that's my that's my rankings with my scores. Well, this song was the wild card. I had no clue if this would be one that you would like, hate, and love. Not sure where it would land for you because it is definitely out there. But um, that's interesting. Okay, well, that is the episode for today. Tomorrow we're coming back with five songs that Jonathan gave me that I had never heard, and so we'll talk about those tomorrow. Uh, any parting thoughts before we leave for today, Jonathan? Nah, Andrew, I'm just ready to rock and roll again with you tomorrow. Sweet, man. We'll see you then, and uh, y'all have a great day. All right, you too, buddy. Oh, God, baby, I don't want any more.